welcome to the Goal Lines Podcast, your mid-Missouri football guide. If you don't already subscribe, find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's installment of the News Tribune Football Podcast featuring the Jefferson City Jays. I'm your host, Tony Hawley. We're sitting here with Trevor Hahn, who's excited about yet another week of Jays football. But before Trevor and I start to break things down this week, let's listen to a little bit of Trevor's conversation with Jays head coach, Damon Wells. All right, so it's kind of a happy throwback here going back to last week. So just recapping uh, first district championship in 14 years, just kind of how sweet was that feeling? Uh, it was great for the kids to build those memories and have that, that experience. It was wonderful for our football community here. Um, the, the folks around here care so much about football. So it's great that um, we were able to bring home a district title. Yeah, and you guys really sent a message early in that game. Defense gets two consecutive stops to start the game. Offense scores on every possession of the first half. So just how important was it for you guys to start the way you guys did last week? I mean, obviously, a fast start helps. You know, nobody, it's pretty rare that somebody starts out last and wins the 100 in the Olympics. So, you know, but uh, kudos to Pleasant Hill. They battled back and tied the game. That's exactly where I was going to go next is uh, adversity kind of hit there in the late in the fourth or late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. They tie the game and all of a sudden it's a brand new game with one quarter left to play football. So just kind of how proud are you with the way your guys responded in the face of adversity? Couldn't be more proud. Um Whenever you get to this point in the season, everybody's good. So we would have expected nothing less um, from a team that had won two consecutive district championships themselves. Um, They're used to winning. And they came back and were able to tie the game. And we were fortunate that we were able to execute down the stretch in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and uh, one of those ways you guys executed was the defense came up with two consecutive stops to end the game, and I think there was a string of three consecutive touchdowns before that by Pleasant Hill. So just kind of what did you see from your defense down the stretch? Um, I thought that they communicated well. They tackled well. They played hard. Um, We had to – it was was a a big task to try to match tempo with Pleasant Hill because they, they excel at that. So pretty proud of our boys. Yeah, and then moving into this week, it's state quarterfinal rounds. So just kind of uh, what has this week of preparation been like? It's been wonderful. Um, It's a blessing, and we're grateful to be still practicing at this time of the year. Um, Kids are loving it. We're loving it. Um, just a special time. Yeah, and the, it's a little bit of a different week, obviously, with the game being on a Saturday. Uh, you get an, uh, another day of preparation, and then uh, it's a long road trip on a Saturday morning. So just how do you keep the normalcy? Um, we're pretty familiar with the process, and so we, we do everything we can to maintain that sense of normalcy um, while also trying to maximize the time we have with the kids and maximize our preparation time. Yeah, and then just switching into McDonald County, what, what do we know about them early, early stages of prep? Uh, they're big and strong, that's for sure. And you, you mentioned it, that it, it's a long way down there. So a uh, heck of a long road trip against a big, strong opponent, but only eight teams left. So obviously everybody was going to be good at this point. Yeah, and then just kind of final question for the podcast here is just that they've kind of flipped a, flipped the script on their season here in the postseason, and they put together three really good performances in a row. So just kind of what have you noticed that's been clicking for them? Um, 
You know, I, I think that we didn't have the luxury of watching all 12 games of their season, so it's hard to say what's changed. I just know now that they, the kids play hard. Like I mentioned, they're big and strong, talented, uh, very well coached, that they're aggressive defensively, um, and they're pretty smash-mouth offensively. All righty. Thanks, Coach. All right. That was Jay's head coach, Damon Wells. Uh, Trevor? 37-34 win at Pleasant Hill last week. Sounds like it was kind of a wacky game. Tell me a little bit about it. It was a fun one. Uh, we, we talked last week about how it was going to be a fun one, and yeah, it lived up to the billing. Uh, Jeff City came out and started very fast, which is another thing we talked about. I had my eyes on the first five, six minutes of that game because the talent difference on what they saw last week was night and day difference than what they saw the two weeks prior. They more than passed the test. They get a defensive stop on their first two drives, Score a touchdown on every offensive drive of the first half. Um, yeah, and they take a seven-point lead to the locker room. Only negative you can maybe say about the first half is they scored too early okay. at the end of the first half. They they went up by 14, and they threw two deep, long passes. One ended up, in, uh, ended up as an incompletion. Wow, that was a nice stutter. The second one ended up as a touchdown. So maybe they could have tried to play that a little differently, get a couple first downs, burn a little bit of clock off. But they gave the ball back with about a minute and 40 seconds left. Pleasant Hill only needed like a minute of that to <laughs> score. So they went down, scored, cut to a seven-point game at the half. Jeff City gets the ball off half, scores again to go back up 14 then the wheels kind of fell off for a little bit. Okay. Pleasant Hill scored to make it a seven-point game. Jeff City fumbled on the first or second play of the next drive to give it right back at the short field tie game. Um, and then that's when it was like, okay, this might go downhill. And in years past, at least last year that I covered that I can talk about, I think that game does go downhill. Okay, uh, They were able to respond, though. Uh, Came up with two big defensive stops and rode it in the game. Offense gets the ball back with 6.57 left and is able to drive down the field, eat up most of the clock, and kick a game-winning field goal. <laughs> right. The second field goal attempt of the season from Kendrick Johnson, and it came at the most important time of the season. <laughs> right. He kicked it from the left hash and was able to get it through, and then they get to stop the end of the game. That's essentially the game. It, it was a, it was a hard-hitting game. That, yeah. That's one of the harder-hitting football teams I've seen, Pleasant Hill. Got some country strong boys over there, but it was a fun one. It lived up to everything we expected. So in the end result, the Jays moved eight and four. The reward is a is a quarterfinal game today at one o'clock uh, at McDonald County. My first question for you is, where's McDonald County, Trevor? I had to look that one up myself. It is south of Joplin. It is close to the Oklahoma border. I was going to say the the answer is Anderson, Missouri, and it, <laughs> it basically you go down, you go kind of near Oklahoma, you go kind of near Arkansas, and you're probably really close to McDonald County at that point. Drive like you're going to Springfield, stay on 44 for a whole lot longer, and then you'll probably run into it. I am sure, though, at this point, that if the Jays have to take a road trip anywhere at this point, they're going to get in the car or get on the bus and go to wherever they need to go because they want to keep playing. Yeah, they, they seem really excited. Obviously, uh, seven more days is their mantra. It's really eight this week, so it doesn't really work for them this time. But, yeah, this is uh, – Jacob Wilson gave a great quote. Of, we always say seven more days, but this is seven more days I've never experienced before. Uh, okay. And it's like this is kind of all brand new to them, and it's it's almost kind of a reset. I didn't hear this from any of them, but – it was such a big hurdle to win that district title that they've been trying to get towards. They got it. 
now it's almost like reset the mind. Right. It, you still got a lot of important football in front of you that you can get to. So it's got to start this week, obviously, and it starts with a road game against a pretty evenly matched McDonald County team. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, both teams come in eight and four. So you look at it and go, okay, you know, let's let's dive into that from a little standpoint and go, okay. So the big thing to me is always, okay, who are their losses to? Because again, wins are kind of non consequential. It's at some point you just look at it and go, okay, yeah. That those usually are the ones, the wins you get are the ones you're supposed to get. So who do you lose to and how close are they? Well, you look at it and go, okay, their losses are to Mount Vernon, Vernon, Nevada, who's the class four, number eight team, Lamar, class two, number one, Seneca, class three, number two. And by the way, that Seneca team is the team that beat Mount Vernon. So, you know, you look at it and go, okay, those are four pretty darn good losses. And they're, to, to, I mean, state ranked teams, their, their, their pedigree is pretty good at this point. So you go, okay, you always think by the time you get down to the final eight, the final four, yes, you're going to be playing all good teams at this point. But this one looks like, yeah, those four losses are all pretty justifiable. So you go, okay, I, I can I can handle that from their standpoint. So this is a team that I think you've got to be concerned about. Yeah, definitely. And uh, kind of bouncing off your point a little bit, I kind of dove into their, their production against – their overall production for the season and then their production against teams with winning records. Uh, after the last two weeks, uh, they picked up two wins against teams with winning records. So they're now three and four on the season against quote unquote good teams. Okay. And uh, the other win came against Cassville in week five. They beat them 28 six, took care of that bit. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a team you have to take seriously, which is obviously to be expected when you're down to eight teams in each class. Uh, every team you're going to see is going to be good. And this is another team that's never been, or I guess I can't say another team. This is a team that's never been to the quarterfinals. This okay. is their first district championship ever. Okay. So it's going to be a really excited group, and it's going to be a really energized fan base. So yeah. you got to expect a pretty difficult environment to go to three and a half hours away from I was going to say, you know, there are some road trips that are not road trips. And there are some times where you go, yeah, we can make too much about this. But I do feel like this is, one, a lengthy road trip, and two, while it's not necessarily like maybe one of those steeped in tradition places where you're going to go like, you know, a web city or someplace like that. This is going to be, though, I'm sure maybe a more energized from the standpoint of, yes, this is all new to them. And this is if anybody was ever if there was ever a game from anybody from McDonald County that ever graduated there to go to, this is the game. So I got to imagine you're going to be getting off a bus after a long bus ride into a place where you're entering hostile territory. So I think the first part of you about about how this game is going to go is how do you how do you match that probably energy that you're going to be playing in in the first five minutes of the game yeah and I was uh, definitely gonna say this is another week where I have my eyes on the very early stages of sure. this game it is kind of an important note I was a little surprised to hear this but it makes sense Jeff City went down Friday night. They stayed in a hotel, okay. so they are already there when this podcast comes out, so they don't have to worry about the tired legs from sure. a nearly four-hour bus ride, so that helps them a little bit. But, yeah, like you mentioned, the energy levels on both sides, because it's been, it's been 14 years since Jeff City's been in this round. McDonald County's never been here. You're going to have a lot of kids, all the kids on the field have never experienced this. They're going to be very fired up. And you might have a mistake or two that, that comes because of that. And it's just going to come down to which team is more focused early on in this game. Because obviously, you're not, you're not going to have to say anything to get the guys up for this right. one. Both teams are going to be ready. Both teams are going to be fired up. It's going to be whichever team is able to channel that emotion into something good. 
And I do feel like with with certain teams, it's not that big of a deal, or with certain schools, not that big of a year, because some schools have some fluctuation in their schedule. But this is going to be a, an oddity from the standpoint of go Saturday afternoon game. That's not what they're used to playing either. So sometimes I think it's just a matter of you know who comes out with the better adjustment to their body clocks, you know, and go, yeah, we're used to playing when the sun's down. Now we're playing when the sun is high in the sky. What's going to happen? So I think just the the, the peculiarity of that might enter in to another weird thing to a start for the game at least. Yeah, and uh, something I, I talked to Wells about this week is uh, obviously you get an extra day of practice or preparation, whichever you want to call it, uh, this week uh, with it being a Saturday game. And it's kind of how much did you want to keep the normalcy of what you do every single week headed into a game and how much did you want to use that extra day as an as, as right. extra day of practice, extra day of film, however you want to use it. And he's trying to toe that line, or he was this week trying to toe that line of making sure they maximize every single amount that they can of preparation while also trying to keep that normalcy because it is going to be different. Sure. There, there is no way around that. It's a one o'clock game. That's six hours earlier than you're normally playing. Uh, you're coming off a breakfast meal. Like, everything's going to be <laughs> right. different. So, yeah, uh, that's just another thing to look out for early in a game. Is, is that going to play a factor? Who knows? Yeah. So, McDonald County is coming in on a four-game win streak. Uh, and I think it's the fact that um, you look at it and go, they've scored a fair amount, you know, pretty much all season long. But if you look at those last four games they've won, it's been 38-41, 35-40. So, I guess the big thing is Jeff City's got to come in and go, you know, we've got to slow that somehow. So if they have to kind of figure out a way to slow, who do they have to slow down first or who's maybe the biggest concern for them? Everything runs through their quarterback, Destin Dodd. Uh, they're a downhill running football team. They're not going to throw the ball a ton. They they will do it. He has 158 pass attempts on the season and a little bit north of 1,000 yards, but 176 rushes from their quarterback. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a lot of read option stuff. They run some two, uh, two running back sets. Um, it's going to be a team that's going to look to come out and punch you in the mouth early. Right. Um, they are going to want to establish their run game, and I've already have read some articles of their players talking about how they want to establish a running game in this okay. one. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think I'm spilling anything on that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to look out for Destin Dowd, and Sam Barton is the top running back. So it's going to take a lot of eye discipline to stop this team with uh, the amount of read options that you're probably going to see, and it's going to take – uh, smart tackling. Uh, not going to be able to just kind of arm tackle these guys or throw a shoulder in and expect them to come down. They're, they're big physical runners and they're going to want to make their presence known early. So then if the Jays are able to get some stops, then it's a matter of can they get enough scores to get to get a victory. And and they've been pretty efficient lately, although like we, we've talked about the last couple of weeks, there were two weeks there where you kind of had some inflated scores against some teams that maybe were not all that awesome. So you look at it and go, okay, well then what's the McDonald County defense kind of look at look like? And and they've given up some some big numbers, but it's also been some numbers that you know in the last you know they gave up 21 last week in a 40 to 21 win over Bolivar. Then they won 35 33 the week before that, so gave up a fair amount. But then they also opened districts with a shutout against Marshfield, won 41 nothing. You know, and then the weeks before that there was a you know 13 point game. And, and so you look at it and go, okay. So I I just I think it's going to be one of those games where. 
we, you know, it sounds stupid to say almost, but we'll know more about both of these teams after this game because I think we'll get an idea of just how good McDonald County's offense and defense is, and we'll have a better feeling for how good Jeff City's offense and defense is. So, I mean, yes, it sounds kind of no duh, but it, I think that's what we're going to find out today. Yeah, and uh, Jeff City's offense has to be feeling pretty confident coming into this because, like I mentioned earlier, the talent difference of what they saw last week compared to the two weeks prior, insanely different, sure. night and day. Uh, Jeff City's offense came out and functioned at a very high level. You could argue as high of a level as they functioned at all season last okay. week. The offensive line was opening up bus lanes for majority Zach Barnes. Zach Barnes was the recipient of a bunch of <laughs> carries to the outside, trying to take care or trying to take advantage of the weak side of Pleasant Hill's defense because they obviously saw something on film and it worked really well. He had four touchdowns, um, so the confidence has to be really high for Jeff City coming in. Uh, taking care of the football is going to be number one. That is what uh, McDonald County has thrived on. In the last two weeks. They came away with two interceptions last week. I think that directly led to 14 points. It's a 19-point win. That makes a huge difference. Sure. They, they forced a turn, at least one turnover the week before that in a two-point game. So in these tight playoff matchups, McDonald County has used turnovers to kind of fuel their offense and kind of fuel their defense even to get stops beyond that. So Taking care of the football for Jeff City is going to be immensely important, even more important than it normally is in a normal week. So, it, you know, it's going to also be interesting from the standpoint of you look at it and go, okay, while it's not going to be balmy today, I mean, it's supposed to be in, you know, the 60s, maybe low 60s. Um, I'll take that. Well, I'll take that, especially when you look at maybe, you know, we're talking about if you had played on Friday night and deep into Friday night, it was going to be cold last night. You know, it, we knew that going in. We knew that that might alter some things. That should not enter into effect. So you go, good. That's something you maybe you don't ever want to see weather become too much of a factor. Also looks like it's going to be clear. So it's not going to be something where you're going, we got a slippery football and thing, weird things are happening. So then I guess the next great intangible becomes, what's the overall health of these teams? We don't know about McDonald County. We know who's expected to play. We'll just assume they're going to play. But we do know a little bit more about the Jays. So how's the health and who do we know? anybody we're going to be missing today. It does not sound like anybody's going to be out for this game. Okay. But it is that point of the year where it's the hurt, injured kind of thing. Sure. Everybody's hurt. Nobody's really injured. Right. It's Wells made a great point. This is uh, the 13th straight week of playing a game. Right. They didn't have a bye week, so that's a brutal schedule. Yeah. That's not something you see at really any level of football. College, you'll get a bye. NFL, you obviously get a bye. College, you may even get two sometimes. So that's uh, that's it's going to have some wear and tear on uh, on the team, and it obviously has, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to take a whole lot more to get some of these guys out for this game. They, they seem pretty ready for this Sure, one. absolutely. All right, I guess that gets us to the prediction point of the podcast, and I go, and I will ask you who improves to 9-4 and four and gets to practice for seven more days. <laughs> seven more days. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with Jeff City in this one. It is not going to be easy by any means, especially with that environment that we mentioned. I, I have really high expectations for what their crowd's going to bring to this one, but... I think Jeff City's just got the manpower up front that's going to be able to fuel them in the trenches. And I will predict this one to be close. Um, I don't want to do it by a field goal again. So we'll go 28-21. Jeff City. Jeff City. All right. That should do it for this week. For Trevor Hahn, I'm Tony Hawley saying thanks for listening.
For more information about this week's game, pick up a copy of the Goal Line section in Friday's News Tribune, and get game updates and more prep sports content all week by following Trevor Hahn on Twitter at TrevHahn3. That's T-R-E-B-H-A-H-N-3. Thanks for listening.